morning we are transitioning into a new series, and uh, this last week we spent some time just really talking about the direction that we feel that God is, is taking Neighborhood Church um, as a ministry and as a outreach and a light in our community. And we talked about the vision that we have to be a community of people who come together in an attitude um, and a posture of, of love, of growth, and an attitude of active uh, ministry. And so we talked about what that looks like to love God and to love other people, uh, to grow in, in our knowledge and understanding of who Jesus is and what he desires for our lives, and then to grow in community. And then from there to, to take that, uh, that, that journey, that walk with Christ outside of the walls of the church and that we would be the neighborhood, that we would be that, that, uh, that community of believers who are active um, in serving the people around us. And so I pray that you were encouraged by that and that you were challenged, um, as I have been, as God continues to open up um, doors of opportunity throughout our community for us to be um, a light and an impact. And so we will continue to, to talk about that as we go throughout the year. Today I wanted to kick off a new series um, entitled, In God We Trust. And I think you would probably agree that there are many who are struggling through the, the climate that we find in our country, even in our city and our state. And there is so much information and so many things that are coming at us. If you turn on the news, it's all bad news, <laughs> right? It's all, it just seems like no matter what, what you know, news channel you, you're watching, it's just, it's bad. It's bad and man, it's going to get worse. And, and, you know, you, you go and you, you, you open the, the paper, you go online, and you, you look at the, the mandates and the, and the numbers and the metrics and all that stuff, and it's just like, what in the world? We find ourselves in this season where many are wondering where God is and why we're walking through this crazy season. You know, if there's one thing I know for sure, it's that people's confidence has been shaken. The very foundation of what they have held on to for years has been shaken. And we find ourselves in this place where uncertainty seems to be, you know, just kind of our reality. <laughs> that there's nothing that we can really cling to and be sure of. And trust is being placed in a lot of things. We're, 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 we're grabbing for assuredness vaccine or you know stimulus check or you know if we can get back to school or, or we should stay away from school or you know we should wear a mask or not wear a mask and it's 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 just your head will start spinning if you're if you're not too careful and I have to confess even as a, as a pastor even as someone who has the privilege to come and and share the word of God and the promises that we see in, in scripture I struggle at times with, the, with the, the climate of our country and, and the words that are being spoken and the hatred and the division and all the things that are happening, I struggle and I just go, God, what, what's going on? I've never seen it like this before. And it would want to steal our joy. It would want to remove any hope that we have that God is working all things for good. Sometimes we look at Scripture and we, and we go, man, I see all these assurances in Scripture, all these promises, but the situation seems bigger than the promises that I see. The situation seems like 
when is this ever going to end? When is this ever going to change? And we find ourselves concerned. And many are worried and concerned about the state of our country and our state, the divisions that continue to happen, the future of our country. What does the future of our country look like? What does the next four years look like? What What do we cling to? There's racial tension. There's pressures mounting. COVID continues to just like haunt us, right? And then the age-old question from William Shakespeare, to vaccinate or not to vaccinate? That is the question. We find ourselves in this place where the pressure just seems to be mounting everywhere. And then there's the uncertainty for our children. And when are they going to get to go back to school? When are they going to have some semblance of normalcy? When can they play sports again? When can they enjoy those outlets that they've enjoyed for so long? When are they going to go to college? Why do they come back? But for many of these students who are going away to college and they're graduating, there's pressure to find a job, and there's no jobs to be had. There's pressure to find a relationship, and that seems uncertain. Find the wrong relationship. Oh, you find the right relationship, but the you know the wrong timing. And there's a lot that we are concerned with, and we want to trust God in everything. But how do we trust a God that we can't see? How do we trust when when sometimes the promises seem to be this distant thought, and everything around us just seems to be out of control? Seems like everything's going the wrong way. Maybe the better question is, how do I trust God when I did trust and things didn't turn out the way that I had hoped or asked for them to turn out? What do we do with that? And it's a fair question. It's not an easy one. But can you trust God? Today we're going to focus in on two prayers that will help us to build our trust in the one who doesn't change, the one who does not fail. And as we kick off this series, today's text is found in Luke chapter 5. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Luke 5. And we're going to spend the majority of our time together in this passage. If you don't have your Bibles, you can flip on your, I guess not flip, but point on your your YouVersion Bible app and you'll see the notes and the scriptures are available to you on that. But Luke chapter 5, starting in verse 4. We find this situation where Jesus was by the lake and he was teaching. He finished teaching and he finished up and he sees two fishing boats and he walks down and starts to talk to the fishermen as they're cleaning their nets. And he engages Simon Peter in Luke chapter 5, verse 4. It says, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. Because you say so, I'll let down the nets. Father, I pray that as we are challenged and encouraged today to place our trust in you, Father, that you would speak to the areas of our lives that we've maybe been unwilling to surrender. God, that you would challenge us to remember that you are good and that you have a plan and a purpose for our lives. 
So God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it speaks to our hearts and it changes our lives. And so I pray that today as we study your scripture. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, this is an interesting passage of scripture because here we are, Simon Peter and all these fishermen, they just finish up, right? It's the end of the day. They're putting their boats away. They're cleaning their nets out. Everything, we're done, right? They've had a pretty rough day of fishing. They're probably tired. They're probably exhausted. Maybe a little frustrated. Maybe a little angry. And here, here comes Jesus, and he, and he comes down, and he says, hey, let's take the boats out and put, out, put, your, put the boat out into deep water. Maybe put yourself in, in Simon Peter's shoes for a, a few minutes. Jesus comes down. Hey, I know you guys have been busy all day, but let's, let's go back out. And you're thinking, yeah, let's not. Maybe, right? We've been out there. There's no fish. Just, you know. And I got to think there's a part <clears throat> of Simon Peter that's kind of like, Jesus, I know you're new to this whole fishing thing, but we do this every day. We're, we're professionals. Just trust me. There's no fish. He's probably thinking a little bit cynical. You know, like, yeah, it's just, let's not. We already cleaned everything up. There's nothing like having somebody assume that you don't know what you're doing, and then they can come and out do it better. There's probably a little bit of frustration with the request. We see it. Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I'll let down the nets. So here we are in this situation. Where Simon's being asked to do something that seems a bit counterintuitive. And oftentimes we're called to trust Scripture. We're called to trust God. You know, that he's, what he says in Scripture is real and we can cling to it. And it's, it's something that we can find hope in. But you want to trust Scripture, what it says. But, but what happens when things don't, don't seem to be adding up? Scripture says, don't worry about tomorrow. And you're like, have you, have you turned the news on lately? Don't worry about tomorrow? Okay. Because somebody said something about martial law. And I don't, know. don't worry about tomorrow. What are, you, what are you talking about? Everybody's worried about tomorrow. Bless those who persecute you. And you want to say, well, you, yeah, you don't know the people that I have to work with. Bless those who persecute me. And we struggle. To grab hold of that. Don't lean on your own understanding. Yeah, and if I don't lean on my own understanding, who's going to pay the bills? Who's going to take care of things? Who's going to make sure there's food on the table? I've got to lean on my own understanding. We want to trust, and yet we have a hard time seeing or hearing the voice of God in the chaos. And at times, it seems impossible. So I want to talk about a couple prayers that will help us to posture ourselves in a place where we truly can trust God in everything, regardless of what's going on. Here's the first prayer. Lord, help me to obey you even when I don't understand. Help me to obey when it doesn't make sense. You know, this prayer was lived out by Simon Peter when he let his nets down. <laughs> Master, we've... we've We've worked hard all night, and we haven't caught anything. Why, why, why would you want me to? Why, why are we doing this? But because you say so, I'll let down the nets. 
Let's focus on Simon's response for a second. Because you say so, I'll let my nets down. It wasn't like, well, yeah, I don't have anything better to do. Seems like a good idea. We just did this whole thing. So let's do it again. But you have to wonder about his motivation. I mean, I got to think Simon was probably in this place where he was just a little annoyed. He was like, yeah, you want me to put the nets down? I'll put the nets down. Watch. Watch what happens. I'll show you. Come on. We all could be in that place. You're all like, no, no, no. I would. Jesus said, put my nets down. I put my nets down. But every one of us would be saying, come on. Or maybe his response was, you know what? We've tried everything else. Why not? Let's give it a go. The reality is you don't have to understand completely to obey immediately. You don't have to have all the facts. You don't have to have all the angles. You don't have to understand to be able to walk in obedience. Because obedience is a choice. Too often we tend to think that we need all the facts. We need it to all make sense. Let me get the flow chart out, and if this happens, and then this, you know, we go here. And... But you don't have to have all the information to be able to walk in obedience. Because obedience can happen in the small things, not just the big. A word of encouragement to the gas attendant, a smile to somebody walking by. Maybe it's just picking up your phone and, and calling a friend or, or a family member just to encourage them and say, I was, I was thinking about you. I just want to see how you're doing. There's simple things that can be attitudes of obedience. Maybe it's an hour out of a busy day to work with your kids on their schoolwork or to take them on a walk because they're sick and tired of looking at a screen. Sometimes the little acts of obedience can make all the difference in the world. But God's request oftentimes seems counterintuitive. doesn't make sense, but I will obey anyways. And it's a choice. But in order to walk in obedience, we have to be willing to get a little clingy. We have to be willing to kind of grab hold of some things. And I'm, when I say clingy, I'm not talking about the kind of clingy that I was with Gretchen when we first met. That was not great. Honestly, the, one, of the first, one of the first opportunities I had to, to spend time with Gretchen, um, we were hanging out, and I was like, hey, do you want to go to the Gap? Because I need to return some pants. She was like, sure. I was a little clingy. I needed that companionship. Like, it doesn't matter what we're doing. What, you want to go with me? I'm not talking about that kind of clingy. I'm talking about the kind of clingy where we grab hold of God. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. The Hebrew word for trust in this particular passage is batach. literally means to cling to. So if you want to reread this scripture, it's 
Cling to the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. The hard part is in order to cling to God, we have to let go of what we're holding on to. Letting go of our understanding, letting go of our, the wisdom we have in a situation, letting go of the plans that we've put in place means we've got to let go. It's making the conscious decision to say, God, I cling to you. I'm grabbing hold of you, your promises, your goodness, your truth. I cling to you. And I cling to what you say about me, not what you say about everyone else. Cast your, Scripture says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. I choose to cast my cares on you because you care for me. Provide all my needs according to your riches and glory. Working in all things for good. You never leave me. You never forsake me. When I draw near to you, you draw near to me. You are my refuge and my strength, a present help in times of trouble. Are we willing to cling to God, understanding that he is good? Do we confess these scriptures over our lives? Or do we just say, well, those are great, and they look good on a pillow or on a little thing on my wall? Because I trust you, I'll let down my nets. I don't know why, and I don't know what the outcome's going to be. Here's the deal. The outcome is God's responsibility. Obedience is yours. We've got to be willing to step out and trust God is going to do what he says he's going to do. We need to understand that big miracles often follow simple acts of obedience. Luke chapter 5, verse 6 and 7 in our passage. When they had done so, referring to the action of letting down their nets, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the boat, to, the other boat, to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. Let's go out. Let's go fishing again since you guys have got everything all put away. And why don't you let your nets down? Come on. Are we doing this again? And what happens? A simple act of obedience, not understanding why. Why are we out here? What are we doing? And boom, the miracle happens. And God's desire is to show up big in your situation and in your circumstances. And sometimes it's a simple act of obedience that is, is, is keeping the miracle of God from showing up. Your miracle might be right around the corner. But we've got to be willing to trust. We've got to be willing step out. So our first prayer is, Lord, help me to obey you even when I don't understand. Here's the second prayer. Lord, help me surrender what I cannot control. Help me surrender what I can't control. Surrender means being willing to give up control. It's not just not understanding or, you know, it's being willing to take our hands off and say, I'm giving up control, God. 
I'm trusting you. I'm trusting that you're going to take care of the things that I can't. Luke chapter 5, verse 10. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, followed him. This is a weird situation, right? Jesus shows up on the scene, tells them to go out on the boat. They were like, why, why are we doing this? Okay, just because you said so. Let's down the net. Huge miracle, huge catch, probably a record-breaking catch for them. Their boats are full. They're, they're pumped up and excited. They're going to go brag to all their buddies. You never know what, you know, you're never going to believe what happened. And what does Jesus say? Leave your nets and follow me. Wait, what? Wait a second here. Can we, can we kind of back up here? Because this just happened, so wouldn't we want to attend to this? And Like, fishing's great right now. But no. They pulled their boats up on shore, and they left everything and followed him. For Simon, his nets represented provision, security, his future. That was his livelihood. Yeah, Jesus is saying, hey, leave that stuff and follow me. I'm going to make you a fisher of men. You've been like, ah, I've been fishing for a while. I've never fished for men. But they, they did it. They obeyed. So first they had to let down their nets in order for God to be able to show up and the promise be fulfilled. And then they had to lay them down. We need to let go of our plans, our understanding. We've got to cling to God. And in order to do that, we have to let go of some stuff. We, need to have to, we have to lay down some things. And maybe you find yourself saying, God, where are you? And why is this stuff happening in my life? Why am I dealing with this sickness and disease? Why is this going on in my life? Maybe you're wondering why you have a job and you still don't have benefits. You still don't have health coverage. You've been working and you've been working but you're still trusting God. Maybe you're fighting for your marriage and your spouse doesn't seem all that interested in healing or restoration. Maybe you are trying to be obedient. You're daily spending time in the Word of God and you're, you're daily praying and you still find yourself discouraged and depressed and filled with anxiety. And it doesn't seem to add up. It's okay to say, even though my heart is hurting, my hope isn't shaken. Even though I don't understand what's going on right now, God, I trust you. I don't know why this is happening, but my hope is in you. You have to let your nets down and then be willing to lay down your nets. It's an act of obedience followed by an act of surrender. Because you won't always have the power to control every situation. But here's the deal. You always have the power to surrender control. Psalm chapter 20, verse 7. So some trust in chariots and some in horses. We trust in the name of the Lord our God. What are you putting your trust in today? Is it the things that you can touch and feel and see? Or is it a God who knows your beginning from your end? He knows the hairs on your head. 
He knew you before you were born. Because there's many who will trust in our economy, in our president or our president-elect, in their bank account, in their 401k, in their investments, in their savings, in what the doctor says. But I choose to place my trust in someone greater than all those things. You're socking away toilet paper like it's going out of style. You're going to go TP people's houses just to show them how much toilet paper you have. It's okay for us to be ready, but if your trust is in something material, those things are here today, gone tomorrow. But when did the miracle happen for Simon Peter? At the end of a disappointing day. Interesting. That when they were done, they'd given up. They're like, you know what? There's no fish out there. But, you know, let's pack this thing in, guys. Let's clean everything up. Let's, let's, let's try it again another day. They're frustrated. They're disappointed. They're, they're tired. Probably a little upset. That's when the miracle showed up. Maybe you're at the end of a disappointing day or a disappointing season or a disappointing journey and you're just like, you know what? I'm ready to give up. And God's saying, let down your nets and lay them down so that I can do something great. There's a quote from Mark Twain that I thought I found very interesting. He says, man says, show me and I'll trust you. God says, trust me and I'll show you. We want to say, show me and and I'll trust you, God. Give me a sign. Show me that that things are moving in the right direction. And God's like, no, you got it backwards. Trust me and I'll show you that I'm good. Trust me and I'll show you that I have a promise. Trust me, and I will help you find that spouse. Trust me, and I will provide what you have need of. Trust me, and I will heal you. Trust me. Would you pray with me this morning? God, we come to you this morning understanding that there are so many things that are vying for our attention and our time and our resources and our trust. We ask that you would help us to focus our attention on you. Church, I'd ask you this morning, where do you find yourself today? Maybe you're ready to give up, ready to throw in the towel, ready to just say, I've been dreaming for too long and nothing's happened. You've been praying and believing for something. You're ready to give up. You've been fighting for your marriage, and it feels like it's not going to last. You've had a dream, and now you've just quit believing it's even possible. The reality is at the end of the day, when the fishermen had all but lost hope, Jesus showed up, and the miracle happened. And I'm here to tell you, I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're grappling with. But I know one thing for sure. The promises in this book tell me it is not over for you. God has not given up on you. 
God's plan has not changed. His promises are sure. It's not over. This morning as we come back to this place of understanding that in order to truly trust God fully, we have to surrender control. That whole idea may be one of the most terrifying things that you've ever considered. Give up control? I can't do that. I don't want to do that. There's too much invested. I've put too much time, I've put too much blood, sweat, and tears into this. I can't give up control now. And God's saying, if you'll just trust me. That's you today. I don't need a show of hands. I don't need, I want to pray that God would give us the courage, that he would give us the strength to take our hands. Isn't it crazy that we need strength to take our hands off of things? Because so often we just want to cling with all our might to try and control situations. And God's just saying, just let go. So Father, today, the things that we've been holding fast to, the things that we've been struggling and straining to control and to keep within our grasp, I pray, Father, that you give us the strength today to open our hands, to let go. That we would open our hands in an attitude of surrender, saying, God, I don't understand what you're asking me to do, but I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to let go, and I'm going to lay these things down. And Father, I know that you're faithful to meet us exactly where we're at. And that as we surrender to you, Father, your miracle working power is right there to deliver the answer that we need. And so, Father, for those who have been looking for an answer, for those who have been searching for a promise, for those who have been clinging to hope that there's a purpose, I pray that you'd show up in their situation. You'd bring the answer. You'd bring the provision. You'd bring the healing in Jesus' name. And they would experience a newness and a wholeness and a strength by the power of your Holy Spirit like they've never experienced before. God, that we would see your hand at work in the chaos and the confusion and the frustration. We choose to fix our eyes and our trust on you today. And I thank you that you're faithful. Help us, God. And this morning, if you find yourself in this place, maybe you just showed up at Neighborhood Church for the first time, maybe you're just tuning in for the first time, and you say, I've never experienced that hope. I've placed my trust in so many things, and I feel like I've been let down at every turn. And I want to grab hold of something real and something true. Perhaps you've never stepped into a relationship with Jesus and you wonder what that would do. I'm here to tell you it will change everything. 
Perhaps you're in a place where you trusted God and you didn't see the answer and you said, you know what, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm walking away. I'm tired. I'm telling you, God has not given up on you. So if that's your desire this morning, is to step into relationship with Jesus. We say this simple prayer every week. There's no magic in it. It's not ritualistic. It's not habit. It's truly an opportunity for you to confess your need of a Savior. And so today, as we say this prayer together as a church, so that we don't embarrass anyone or single anyone out, I would ask you to confess your need of Jesus. And you'd say this simple prayer and that you'd believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and that you would confess with your mouth that he died and he was resurrected so that you could have life. And scripture tells us you'll be saved. You'll have abundant life. So this morning, can we say this prayer together? Father God, please forgive me. I've sinned and I've made a lot of mistakes. I believe your son, Jesus Christ, came to this earth to show me how to live. He died and was raised back to life so that I could have a relationship with you. I ask you today to come into my heart to be the Lord of my life. Change the things in me I can't change as I decide to live for you today. In Jesus' name, amen. It's the greatest decision that we can make to step into relationship with Jesus, to embrace the fact that he has a plan and a purpose for our lives, and to step into his promises. So this morning, if you've made that decision, we want to hear from you. If you'd reach out to us with a connection card or grab us after the service, if you're tuning in online, if you'd be willing to just send us a quick email at info at albanync.org. We'd love to be able to get in touch with you and give you the next steps, maybe get you a Bible and walk with you in that journey as you start your walk with Christ. Today, church, if you have a prayer need or something that you'd like someone to agree with you in, our prayer team is available for you at the back of the worship center and would be happy to agree with you in prayer. If you'd rather just write a prayer request and drop it in the, uh, the box out that outside, that's fine as well. But I'm excited for what God has in store for us, for you and for me, as we step into this attitude of surrender and trust, as we trust him fully with everything, I know that God is going to show up and that miracle is going to as well. So this week, as we navigate throughout our week, as we engage people, I pray that you would be that hope and that light that people need to see. There's enough of the other stuff. Let's be that light in our community, in our neighborhood. And as we say every week, it is our privilege to step into community and relationship with people and in everything that we say and do to be the neighborhood. Let's do that this week. God bless you as you go. Have a wonderful week.